This Rock Talk podcast recording is an interview and opinion product that is the property of rocksubculture.com, all rights reserved. Rocksubculture.com is not responsible for any statements or opinions expressed by the guests of this programme. Welcome to Rock Talk, the official podcast for rocksubculture.com. Each podcast features interviews with special guests to discuss all aspects of popular music. Rocksubculture.com travels the globe to experience, review and archive live concert events. Interview those involved in producing and performing a variety of genres of popular rock music as well as find and learn about related studio and stage-use artifacts and memorabilia. Now, let's join our host, Jason DeBoard. So welcome to the program, and today my guest is Charlie XCX, and I wanted to say hello and thanks for taking the time to talk to me today. No worries. Hi. Hi. I actually, I've seen you live once. I saw you opening for Santa Gold down at Club Nokia in LA last year. So I really, I was glad to get to see you earlier on. And and I kind of had a feeling you were going to be going places because I was really impressed with your, your music and your performance. So it's awesome to see you, you know, come out with your new album and have a lot of success. So it's an honor to talk to you today. Thank you. That's very nice of you. So why don't you tell me a little bit? I know you just came out with a new video for Super Love that you shot in Japan. So I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that and and how that experience was for you. Yeah. Um, well, so Super Love was a song that I wrote. Um, well, I started writing it maybe about like a year ago, I think, and it just kind of sat around for a while, and then I went back to it and realized that I was really into it, and so I finished it off and. As soon as I finished it, I knew that when I shot the video for it, I knew it had to be in Japan. Like, I was not going to shoot the other video for that song apart from going to Tokyo and shooting it in Japan. So it was cool that um, me and the director, Ryan Andrews, made that happen. Um, and I'd never even been to Japan before, but I just knew that I had to shoot it out there because, yeah. I don't know, I just felt like, I, I felt like before I even went there, it was going to be my favorite city. Right. So we went there <laughs> and... Um, we shot, and it was crazy because we shot with this real, like, Goku, like, biker gang, and they are, like, the real deal. Like, we got told about them before we came, but they might not even show up, and if they did show up, that there might only be two of them, and, <laughs> like, they might just leave at any second. They're, like, really, like, for real, like, they had tattoos everywhere, and, like, the leader was missing a finger, and so it was kind of, like, they were, like, the real deal, and... So they came and there were like 25 bikes and they all like roared over this bridge. It was like something out of Akira. And then they arrived and they were so cool. They were like super, super awesome and really, really nice. And um, yeah, they, they were just amazing. Um, and I got to go on the back of one of their bikes, which was kind of crazy and kind of scary. Um, uh, and But then the weirdest thing was like, please shut the video down because it's illegal to ride in a bike gang in Tokyo. I think you're only allowed to ride at with like two or three bikes at once and there were like 25 of them. So the police came and shut it down and, and 
and I saw her back in her bike, and so they were trying to like ride off with me on the bike, and then Ryan, the director, had to like chase after them and be like, no, come back. <laughs> and it was just crazy. And then I couldn't believe the police actually came because I just thought that was like a fictional thing that didn't even happen. I just thought that was like something people said to be cool, but I can actually say that the police tried to shut down my video. It was so it was so crazy. Oh, cool. But uh, yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah, well, it seems like. Japan sort of suits your kind of fashion sense and style sensibilities a lot too. So it seemed like a good good match for you for a video. Yeah. Now that you have your first album out, True Romance, kind of out in the wild, what is that like for you? And also, like, how prolific of an artist do you kind of expect to be? And and how how frequently should fans expect you know new work from you on kind of an ongoing basis? Do you have any ideas? Um, well, I mean, I'm working on a new record now. Um, I've, probably been, I've been working on it for about, like, a month now. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, I really like working quickly. Like, I don't like spending time on things. Even though I'm a perfectionist, mm-hmm. I like things to be done fast. Like, when things are done fast, that's when it's perfect for me. Right. So, um, I'm working quickly. and I, I mean, I'd like to put something out in March, but, like, you know... Who knows? Like, I don't want to say that as a date for definite because it's definitely not a date. It's just like an idea. But, um, you know, who knows? I'm writing a lot and I always overwrite anyway. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's sounding really good. Um, that's all I know for definite, but it's sounding cool. <laughs> cool. So, you know, you, you've been touring a lot with other bands like, you know, Santa Gold, who I saw you with, and Coldplay and Paramore. What's it like playing those huge venues, you know, versus, you know, I know you kind of started doing raves and stuff and clubs and what's what's the difference for you in terms of performing? Like, is it kind of weird to, to play to those gigantic audiences? Yeah, I mean, especially with the Coldplay thing, that was really weird just because I, I wasn't like, well, I was doing it like this. I was doing it like, I wasn't meant to be there. Like, at the level I was at, it was just so crazy that I was even there. Like, why Why was I there? It was so weird. I don't know. But, I mean, it was cool, and it was so nice of them to ask me to come and play, and it was something that I'll never forget, but it was so petrifying because I'd never played a stadium before. Like, I didn't realize how different yeah. um, those shows are, you know? So it was... Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, but um, it was good. And, I mean, I prefer smaller shows just because I like that interaction with the audience and I like to be able to, like, taste the sweat and feel really intense and just feel everything, you know, whereas in stadiums, I mean, especially when you're, like, supporting another band, like, not everyone is there to see you and the atmosphere is weirder because you're so far away from everyone. Right. But, I mean, it's different, you know, It's, it's different. Yeah. So when you're performing live, like, are you kind of thinking about the lyrics of what you're saying and kind of drawing off that or kind of what what inspires you like when you're on stage? And, you know, do you get a lot of energy from the audiences? I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it's that. Um, because when I'm on stage, I don't think about anything. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think about what I'm doing or what I'm saying. It just kind of happens. Yeah. Um, and... You know, I get, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but I just get lost in everything. Right. Um, and sometimes that feels really great. And sometimes, like, what happened when I was playing at Wembley with Paramore, like, I fell over so bad. And that's oh, no. I was so lost <laughs> in what I was doing. Like, 
this is so cool, like, la, 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 and I, like, fell in between the sub and the stage and kind of got trapped in this gap. Yikes. And I was like, okay, I should probably think about what I'm doing now and try and get up instead of just staying here. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was kind of weird. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I completely forgot what you were saying now, but, yeah. <laughs> so... Do you do you like recording and like creating new music more, or do you like you know playing live and touring? Like, do you do you prefer one over the other? Um, I mean, it's different. I feel like right now, just because I'm feeling so creative, I really do like um, being in the studio because I feel like I haven't been in the studio myself for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels really nice to be back and you know doing what I love right. um for myself rather than for other artists or anything um so at the moment i'm preferring that but you know like i've never been on a tour bus before and this is gonna be the first tour where i actually have a tour bus so <laughs> probably as soon as i get on tour i'll be like oh my god wow this is crazy you know <laughs> yeah so now you're kicking off your u.s tour at the life is beautiful festival in vegas right in a, like a week or so yes okay yes it looks like you're touring most of the U.S. and you're going through the end of November. I know I'm going to be seeing you at Slim's in San Francisco. And I was wondering, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kitten. How did you choose her to tour with you? Kitten. Well, you know, I just, I, how long I first meet Kitten? Um, I think we, we did a show together. Um, yeah, that was it. We did a show together when I was um, playing in L.A. And um, I met Chloe and just, she was super cool yeah. and I'd heard about her before because I'd heard about what she's like on stage which sounds pretty fucking crazy and yeah. then I saw her play and I was like <laughs> oh my god this girl is like so killer and she's so young um, and the whole thing was just kind of crazy um, so um, yeah I just knew that I had to have her tour and also that music is so great as well yeah. you know it's like well, the things that I've been listening to recently are so kind of dreamy and, like, beautiful. And her voice just sounds so, like, no, like, raw. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really excited for them to be coming on tour with me. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen her twice. I saw her open for No Doubt last year at the Gibson. And then I saw her open um, oh, cool. earlier this year with Garbage. And she's amazing. Actually, one of the shows... She was like jumping off something and like a necklace came off and flew in the audience and hit me in the head. So it's like she's like super <laughs> high energy and on stage. So, you know, I was really, really um, happy to hear she's going to be touring with you because I think that's going to be just an awesome show. Mm-hmm. Also, I wanted to ask, going back to recording and making new music, like, you know, music is a really collaborative art form. And I was wondering if there's any like particular artists that you're really like hoping to work with someday. Um. Well, at the moment, I'm really into this Swedish rapper called Young Lean, uh-huh. um, which is like Y-U-N-G, Lean, L-E-A-N, um, and his crew um, are sad boys. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he's just like the best rapper kind of ever in the world. Oh, cool. Um, and so, I mean, hopefully we'll get to his, I'd love to work with him um, if he would like to. That would be really cool. Cool. And then kind of what are your thoughts on the music industry? Because, I mean, you're you're pretty young, so um, I don't know. Maybe it's not that different to you, but 
Um, like, what are your thoughts just on how the music industry works and getting, you know, getting things recorded and getting things out there and kind of the impact like of the internet and also, you know, your thoughts on out, al- you know, making albums versus, you know, releasing singles and EPs and things like that. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't really care about any of that, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. it's all so fucked up now anyways. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it matters. Like, I mean, personally, like, I love the idea of just making videos and uh-huh. and making a great album. Um, and I don't know. Like, I mean, I suppose it's not the classic way because I suppose the classic way is like three singles and then a record. But right. I, I just my thing is like I see all of my music so visually that I would rather just make like twelve music videos and make like a DVD or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. And then I mean, with the whole internet thing, like that's a whole not- another discussion. Like I don't know. It's just so. I think it's a really good time for music at the moment because everything's so accessible, like, and there are so many amazing artists who've been born out of, like, blog culture and the internet, and just the whole aesthetic of things has just kind of taken this next level, which is really cool because it's so, like, cut and paste and, like, so overly reprocessed and reprocessed that this kind of weirdness is coming out. Right. Um, and, I mean, I like that. I think it's cool. Yeah. So you seem to be like a very visually oriented artist. Do you have any aspirations outside of like recording music? Like it seems like you're really involved in your, your music videos and, and things like that. Like do you have any other things like within kind of pop culture that you want to sort of get into, you know, in addition to music? I mean, right now um, I'm feeling I'm just good with music. Um, I'm songwriting, you know, um, for other artists. Um, I mean, when it comes to my music videos, I'm, like, very hands-on with that. And maybe it would be cool if I did some music videos for other people. That would be kind of like a dream. But I mm-hmm. think I'm way too disorganized for that. And I don't <laughs> think I could, like, stick to budgets. I'd be like, we need 50 white horses. And we need to <laughs> spray them. We need to, like, dye them all pink. And we need to give them hair extensions. And then we need to, like... <laughs> blood fall from the sky and you know like all of this and then we need to hire in Jack Nicholson <laughs> to play a five second cameo like it would be ridiculous like so I don't know but maybe that could be cool yeah <laughs> so I know we're short on time so I'm just going to ask you one last question um have you ever had any interest in covering other people's songs like I know you're a big fan of the movie The Craft and I was wondering if there's any chance you'd ever cover like how soon is now which i know that was love spit loves cover of the smiths but i was just wondering if if you had any thoughts about covering any other uh, any other artists um well i did this cover of the backstreet boys a while ago (laughs) um which was kind of cool because they they actually tweeted me they were like hey we really got your cover oh cool so cool (laughs) um so yeah i I was kind of cool um um, I, I also did a cover of The Killing Moon by Echo the Bunny Man, and then Ian McCulloch sung with me on a version, but that never got there because he kind of had a freak out. Um, <laughs> but um, that that was kind of good as well. But I, I don't know, like, I've, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not into covering songs at the moment. Yeah. I'm just kind of working on my own shit right now. Cool. But yeah. 
<laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I'm really looking forward to catching you on your tour. And uh, good luck with everything you got going on in the next couple of months. I know you're going to be really busy, but thanks again. No worries. Thank you. Cool. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to our program, Rock Talk. For the latest gig archives, articles and features about popular music and concert events around the world, please visit us online at www.rocksubculture.com.